friends. Welcome to the Unlikely Mentors Podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Mitzi. And each week, we'll share tidbits of wisdom we've learned through life and through our rather unusual friendship. Welcome to episode number 54 and our second episode in our mental health mini-series. Hey, Mitz. Hey, Kels. Hey, everybody. So last week, we talked about what mental health is, why it's so important to our well-being, and a big part of mental health in today's world is the critical role that mental health care professionals can play in moving us towards like a healthy mental state. So we are going to talk about seeking help. And I've seen this quote, Mitz, that I really like. Um, It says, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. And I love that because- Yeah, there's been this stigma around going to a therapist. Oh, like, oh, what's wrong with you? You have to go to a therapist. And I want to eliminate that. Like, I want people to be proud that they are working on themselves and doing the hard things. So today, we want to give a big shout out to all of those professionals who've stepped up, especially during this pandemic. And then we're going to talk about like different titles that might be used because a lot of them sound similar and it can be kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about just like some basics there and then maybe how to find help if you need. So Mitz, you're kind of the expert here because you were a school counselor. You're now a life coach working in a psychology office. So I'm just going to kind of play the role of asking the questions and adding a color commentary here and there. Okay. Okay. So Mitz, start us off. All right. And uh, I'm not an expert, but I do know people who are, and I know how to ask good questions. Yes, you do. So we're going to talk about when and how to decide if you need professional support for your mental health a little later. But once you've decided that you do want to find a professional, you might be completely overwhelmed with a long list of names and titles and degrees and letters and acronyms. Like what's the difference between like a PhD and an LCSW and a counselor and a therapist and a psychologist and a psychiatrist and all of those? Um, And are therapy and counseling the same thing? And how do you pick? And does it matter? All that stuff. And and we're not going to go into all of that today because that could be hours and hours and it'd be (laughs) really, really boring. But I do want to make a few distinctions. First of all, the most important distinction I want to make is the difference between a psychiatrist and therapist. So first of all, therapy is getting healing for some kind of disorder. And you can get like physical therapy if you've had uh, like a a knee operation or a a shoulder dislocation. Uh, You could do like retail therapy if you're feeling down (laughs) one day. Yes. Um, Netflix therapy. Yeah. Um, There's also something called psychotherapy. And that's kind of the therapy that we're talking about. And so psychotherapy, I'm going to use it interchangeably with counseling therapy, psychotherapy. Is that, wait, does that have to do with the word psychologist? Yes. Okay. So psychologists do psychotherapy? Yes, they do. Okay. And counselors don't really do psychotherapy if you're going to get down to, because counselors have, it's a newer profession and they come from a little bit different angle, like a more of like the child guidance um, Mm. arena. And then there's social workers who have their own bent, but in general, those people have a master's degree or higher, and they can do therapy. Oh, interesting. Okay. So the, probably the biggest distinction, though, is like psychiatrists and therapists. Okay. Um, and, and as I said, some therapists are called psychologists. They have a master's degree in 
psychology, and okay, counselors have a master's degree in counseling, and social workers a master's degree in, but they can all do therapy. But a psychiatrist is different. A psychiatrist is a medical doctor with specific training in mental health. So the psychiatrist has gone through med school, done the residency, specialized in mental health. They're focused on the medical treatment of mental disorders, which occur primarily through the use of medication. So a patient visits with a psychiatrist very briefly, like 15 minutes. They do not get therapy usually in a psychiatrist's office. Uh, the psychiatrist is focused on ensuring that the patients are taking the right medication in the right dosages to achieve their desired effects. And while some psychiatrists do some psychotherapy, mostly they do not. They refer their patients to outside therapists, and sometimes therapists will refer their clients to a psychiatrist if they think that uh, medication might be appropriate. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, this is actually clarifying a lot for me. And I probably maybe should have known this going in, but I just expected you to be the expert. So you're truly Mm -hmm. teaching me right now. So you go to a therapist and you talk about your life and, and that therapist might say, I think you have some like clinical depression. Mm -hmm. They would say, you should go see this psychiatrist who could prescribe you an antidepressant. Correct. Right. Well, what they would do is let's explore the idea. And okay. if the client is on board, they say, and here sure. are several psychiatrists that you can see. And then, of course, the psychiatrist is not just going to say, okay, what do you need? Here's the prescription. They're going to listen to oh, you. Of and, and they yeah. are experts in their field. But yeah, that's primarily okay. what they are for. And years ago, before psychologists and counselors and social workers were big, like maybe before the 50s. Psychiatrists did a lot more of that lying on the couch doing therapy, but they okay. really don't much anymore. Okay, that's super helpful. So there's one other thing I want to add, and that is that these therapists, whether they're counselors, social work, psychologists, they often will specialize in one or more areas. Some of them specialize in marital counseling. Some specialize in eating disorders, child behavior issues, mood disorders, all those kinds of things. And, and so if you are looking for someone in particular, you can, Kelsey will talk about this, you can read their bio and find out what their, what their emphasis is. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's, there, there's another distinction though, because I know that you are a life coach. So how oh, yes. is coaching different than therapy? Okay, good. Yeah, um, they're both in the helping profession, obviously, but they are, they have very different purposes. In therapy, psychotherapy, let's call it, you're taking um, a person who has some kind of hurt in his past or present, and you're walking them through trying to help them heal. In coaching, you are taking a person who's generally mentally healthy and helping that person to achieve a particular goal. That's kind of the best way to say it. So is therapy more about your past and coaching about your future? Generally, yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so tell me a situation in which I would want to go to a life coach. Okay. Uh, let's say that you are thinking of retiring and you don't know how to do it. Or let's say you want to start a business and you don't know what the first step is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, or starting a podcast, perhaps. Exactly. You can. Yeah. And there are, there are actually life coaches 
who specialize in helping people start a podcast. Stop it. But in general, like for my life coaching, I am really good at helping people see, figure out what they want and then helping them figure out the steps to get there. So that covers a wide range. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know that you've coached some like high school and college students too in that realm, right? Mm -hmm. Like what college to go to, how to, yeah, those sort of things. How to get going on that. Yeah. And, and, you know, in, in therapy, sometimes the therapist will have to help clients see their positives and their strengths and help them move along. And when I coach, I mean, a lot of the people that I coach, they do have problems. And so we do have to address that. But generally, coaching is a little bit more the positive end of achieving a goal and therapy is kind of fixing something. Okay. I like that. Okay. So I hope that clarified some things for you. I know it did for Kelsey. Yes. Um, Yes. So, Kels, let's say you're feeling down, a little unmotivated, you don't really know if anything's wrong, but you're just not yourself. Can you talk about the steps you might take in order to get some help? I can because I recently have done this. I've actually done this on two different instances. Um, Chris and I have gone to marriage counseling and I have found a therapist. And let me just say, when I suggested to Chris we go to a marriage counselor, he said... Why? (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. we have an, like, I love our marriage, right? Like we love each other. We have fun together. He is my best friend. He's funny, all the things. And my response to the why question was, if you're not growing, you're dying. (laughs) That is so you, Kels. (laughs) And I just, what, I I don't know why I wanted to go because I wanted to grow as a couple, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. so just to say, like, you don't have to wait until your marriage is in shambles to go to a therapist. Like we Mm -hmm. went and it was very helpful. And, and then we stopped going because of the pandemic actually. But then after the like pandemic was happening, I saw out a counselor this fall, a therapist this fall. And so I think, you know, there's different steps that they say you should go through, but I think figuring out what kind of support you want or need is first. So Mm -hmm. like, do you need a therapist or are you looking to make a big decision in life? Would a life coach be more better fit for you. The way that I found therapists is by talking to friends. I reached out to several friends. I mean, you, Mitzi, obviously, because I know you're well connected. Uh, But if you're looking like the school counselors always have a list of the, Mm -hmm. the therapists in town. And so even if you don't have a kid in school, you could still email the school counselors and ask them for their list. Um, But you can look online. I think, you know, looking online feels big and doesn't help you narrow it down. So you know, ask around, call the school counselors, et cetera. And then, you know, you have to call and, and make that first appointment. And that is, it's like the scary step. It is, isn't it? Sometimes you put it off. I just put it off. Why? Cause it wasn't number one on my to-do list. Well, freaking make it number one on your to-do list. Like move it up. Cause it's important. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you, okay. So you're like getting ready for your first session. Yeah. Sometimes there's paperwork, et cetera. But you got to be ready to do hard work, which this is a funny thing to me. When I, I had a few sessions with Dr. Kalen as my therapist and it was, it was good. And then one session we went pretty deep. And of course I like cry every session. Cause that's who I am, even though we're not working through anything huge. And, um, she said to me at the end, she said, really good work today. Yeah. And I was like, What? Well, first of all, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and and also, 
oh, this is hard work, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get to sit back and not participate in the session. Mm -hmm. So I think that was like, that's important. I think building trust with your therapist is important because if you don't trust them, then, you know, why are you going? There's been several times that I have caught myself and been like, oh, you actually can't tell anyone this, right? So I get to say (laughs) whatever I want. She always reminds me and confirms that, no, she cannot tell anyone this. Not, Not that I'm you, you understand. But so, you know, there is also um, this organization, it's called Psychology Today. They have like a magazine and a website, but it's a huge database for counselors, therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists that you can access. So that's another place if you don't have personal connections. Um, and then like, I would also say if, if you've gone to three appointments with your therapist and you're not feeling like it's a good fit, there is no harm in going to see someone else. Like it's okay yeah. if yep. you don't mesh with your therapist, you should find someone who you feel comfortable with. Absolutely. And I, I, I don't think therapists wouldn't be that. That's just part of the job, right? They're not like right? offended by that. Yeah. Therapists it, it, know it, if it's not a good fit as well. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I know that sometimes there can be a long waiting list. And if you don't have an in, it can be kind of hard. Um, but we would just encourage you to be persistent and, you know, keep after it. it is, it's worth getting the help. And I would also say, Mitz, this is totally something that's come out of the pandemic. And well, I think it happened before, but now it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is teletherapy. Yeah. Yeah, so many therapists, counselors, they've gone to Zoom or other like super confidential, I don't even know, platforms. And it's not ideal for some people, and yet it's better than nothing. And actually, some people prefer it. So when and I you've started- done, You've done that this year, right, Kels? Yeah. So when I started meeting with my therapist, I we were able to meet face-to-face, and then things locked down more, and so we switched to telehealth. And honestly- I don't love it as much, but it's definitely better than nothing. And the added benefit is I can go for a run and be super sweaty at our meeting and Mm -hmm. no one can smell me. So like... You're not offending anyone. That's right. But there's um, there's some of these actual companies now that only do telehealth therapy. So Mm -hmm. BetterHelp is one I've heard of or Headspace. And then that's meant to just be online. I know it's it's grown a lot in popularity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't if you don't feel like you can get into the therapist you want in t- in your town, might be an awesome option to try something yeah. like better help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So Kels, do you mind sharing why you started therapy? Cuz and I I'm yeah. asking you this cuz I know that you're able to yeah. share. I yes, of course. I would not share if I didn't feel comfortable. And it was kind of interesting, you know, I had gotten through the springtime funk and was to just sort of living life this fall. And I just, I wanted to be a better human and I wanted to know myself better. And so I thought therapy might be a way to do that. You know, a lot of women that I respect who have like Christian platforms in the world talk about going to therapy and are working hard to remove the stigma. And, and, you know, I've had friends who have been struggling with things and I've always suggested talking to someone about it, going to a therapist. And yet I had never done it myself. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like I wanted to practice what I preach and the importance of it. And 
I wanted, I want to take away the stigma of therapy. And so I just started going and all like, I didn't have any big reasons to be there. It wasn't like I sat down and was like, well, here's all my stuff. Mm -hmm. And yet every single session we have stuff to talk about. So I do have my stuff, you know, you do have to do some work. Yes, yes, exactly. So it was really just to grow myself and I feel great about it. I, I absolutely love going. And Mitz, you have your own story about going to therapy as well. Will you share? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will. I, but I've got to say this, that Kels really props to you for being so open. I, I think maybe as a boomer, I'm like, but, you know, just fix it yourself and don't tell other people about your problems and blah, blah, blah. So it's a little bit more difficult for me to talk about this, but yay Mm -hmm. you. Well, and thank Um, you for being willing to share because mm -hmm. it is harder for you to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I brought this up many times, but it's a story. I'm just going to tell it if it helps somebody great. If not, then I've just embarrassed myself or something. I don't know. (laughs) No, 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 I didn't. Um, so years ago, you know, Dave had a heart attack. It was really touch and go, and we didn't know if he was going to make it or not. So obviously, very stressful time. And I wasn't depressed during that time. I, I didn't have the luxury of being depressed, and I, I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just, like, I was on, I was high anxiety. You so, put your head down, and you just freaking did it. I did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did one thing at a time. And um So, you know, it was about six months and then we were able to relax a little bit and life got back to normal. It was fall and I was back at school, loved my job and all that. And then one day about Christmas, uh, it was right before Christmas break and I was in my office and I just broke down in tears. I couldn't Mm -hmm. stop crying. Mm -hmm. So I called my big sister, Elaine, and I said, Elaine, what do I do? I don't know what's wrong with me. And she said, well, I think you would benefit from talking to a therapist. And I said, well, I don't know how to do that. I'm a school counselor and I recommend this (laughs) stuff all the time, but I don't know how to do it. So she, she told me, okay, here's the person, here's the number call today. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing. She told me that because you know, when you're in the middle of something, you don't, you don't even know how to look up a phone number. So anyway, I did that and I made the appointment and that was scary yeah, and I didn't want to go, but I, you know, of course, I made the appointment, so I had to go. And um, I actually only met with the therapist two times, okay. but it was huge. Yeah. And um, uh, she, it was just so good just to say out loud and get validated for, yeah, you've had a lot of loss because in the meantime, my favorite brother-in-law, not my favorite mm. brother-in-law, a beloved brother-in-law, passed away as well. Okay. So all of yeah. that stuff. But okay, here's just the thing I got to tell you, and I, I hope I've grown. But when I went to that first session, I walked in, and oh my gosh, there was a student of mine waiting for oh. his own therapy. And I'm like, oh. oh my gosh. So I'm embarrassed to say this, but I try to pretend that I was there for professional reasons. I don't know how I did that, but I think I changed my body language and, you know, like tried to look yeah. confident. I surely yeah. wasn't crying. And I, I mean, I was, I was so mortified. I look back at that now and think I, I wouldn't feel that same way today, but I probably wouldn't be, well, I guess I'm being open about it. So there you go. You okay. are. It, I think it's amazing that you're being open about it. And I think that story is awesome of you to share because so many people feel that way. So like that's super vulnerable and I, I thank you for sharing. You're not the only person who feels that way about it. I think I agree. I am the outlier of mm-hmm. like therapy. Yay. Blah. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and so by hearing you tell the story, it, it maybe is going to actually make people be like, Oh, actually Mitzi's normal about this. And she maybe also, this is okay. 
Yeah, exactly. Listen, psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, life coaches, there's still a lot of words, but I think in my head I have like, okay, life coach, future, make big decision I'm going to make. Therapist, I'm like working through some stuff. I'm trying to, you know, look at my past, etc. And then if it gets to the point where I need some medicinal help, Mm -hmm. medicinal marijuana, no, medicinal help, then that would be a psychiatrist. And that kind of summarizes the main categories. Would you agree? Yeah, that's good. Yep. Okay. So listeners, we hope that this episode sort of helps you as well get through and maybe have some clarity around when or what people you would talk to and how to do that. Because we think that you can do the hard thing. You can do the hard call to set up an appointment or asking that friend or that sister who, what you should do about it. Um, we, we are cheering you on as you are working through mental health and becoming our best versions. That's the goal, right, Mitz? We're, we're trying to be good humans. Uh, Absolutely love that. Yeah. So we would really encourage you get help, whatever kind of help you need or want. It is hard and it is good. We would love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram, and we hope that you have an awesome week. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. But don't tell anybody what I said. (laughs) 